It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Zone 1 Red Review. Hello and welcome to another Red Review. I'm Alan Davidson, joined as always by Dave Galloway and this week by Darren Mackey. And Dave, a good weekend in Dingwall and you decided to extend it slightly. Yes, yes. Um, I, I, I love a locking um, as much as the next guy, but uh, this locking that I'm about to tell you about, uh, dear listeners, uh, involved being locked in the stadium in Dingwall. Can you believe that? <laughs> I got locked in the blooming stadium um, and I, the air was turning a little bit blue shall we say let me explain I was uh, working away on my uh, laptop in the press room and finished up my work the back of seven thought right get in the car go back home now the place is all locked up the stadium is in darkness apart from the press room so I tried banging on a few doors, nothing. Um, I tried the perimeter gates at either end of the stadium. Nah, padlocked up. I even thought, can I scale these? But then how do I get the equipment over as well? So I phoned um, my contact at the club, the media guy, and he got the caretaker to come down. uh, And he couldn't really explain why nobody had checked, you know, before locking up the bloody stadium. Uh, to see who was there. Um, I was still there, and he said, oh, I um, am one of the newspaper reporters. He got locked in um, the other week as well. So uh, that made it rather a long day. Uh, By the time I got home, it was about 10 o'clock at night, but it was was worth it in the end. But like I say, not the kind of locking that I like. I like lock-ins in pubs, not football stadia, when it's absolutely freezing. Sounds like he's taking it well, though, Dan. He sounds like he's not bitter at all. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Sitting here fuming. <laughs> it's a good job Aberdeen won as well, though. Cause... I'm, I was going to say, on, <laughs> on, 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 on to the football. At least it came off the back of a, a, a decent performance. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was a, a very good professional performance. Uh, we'll, we'll come to the, the very mysterious, mystifying penalty that should never have been awarded in a moment but um, you know for Aberdeen to to go a goal down after five minutes previously you might have thought oh here we go it's going to be one of these days but they gathered themselves got the equaliser almost straight away and played a lot of good football scored uh, really good goals uh, particularly uh, Niles equaliser and it, and it was a very good day for, for the Red Army you mentioned for the Red Army they took 2,000 fans through to Dingwall it's the kind of support that um, only the old firm uh, could match and, and you know let's just say they certainly seem to be enjoying themselves <laughs> yeah I the think... pubs must have been busy in Dingwall before the game <laughs> let me just say right. well, yeah the Aberdeen fans do love a night out to be fair so yes. I drink so yeah um, they always do take big supports up to the especially Inverness Dingwall and things like that so yeah no, it's it's not a surprise if only it could be like that every week, Darren. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? I mean, the atmosphere was brilliant, but we've touched on this so many times before. Uh, Put Audrey isn't called Sleepy Hollow for nothing. It can be a little bit quiet at times. It can be like a library. It has been, yeah. Um, it's difficult to say why that is, but um, I think... Lack of drink. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Introduce drinking back into the stadiums and you might get a bit more uh, rowdiness going on. Um, but no... The, the away fans, yeah, there always is a di- di- different atmosphere. They just seem to enjoy a day out. Oh, absolutely. And I think, but on, on the football, I think that 
So if we start kind of working our way through the game, mm. I don't think any of us thought it was a penalty, did we? <laughs> no, no, I, 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 absolutely. And um, I, I let you hear um, the manager's off-the-record thoughts, which were, um, uh, let's just say, not fit for broadcast. <laughs> but what he did say on the record was that, you know, he couldn't believe the spot kick was given. It was a bit bewildered, really, at the start. I, I didn't think there was a huge claim from Ross County. I didn't feel... i just seen, like, a decision out of nowhere. And having seen it back again, I don't feel... Uh, the ball, the distance isn't any real distance. Lewis has kind of turned his back and put his arm up to protect his face and it's at the top of his shoulder or arm there. But I think the distance is too short for that to be a deliberate handball. Plus, I think it is outside the box. Yes, Dave. Yeah. I mean, at the time, when I saw the, the, the penalty award, in real time, it was impossible, pretty much impossible to say. But having seen uh, subsequent... Um, picture footage and, and video footage every time I see a video clip um, the penalty award looks more and more bizarre just for starters it clearly was on the edge of the box but it was not inside the penalty area uh, and correct me if I'm wrong but if it's outside the penalty area it's not a penalty kick well yeah? that was last but I mean this isn't the first time in recent history this has no. happened to us there was the one at Hamden as well yeah do we need VAR Dan? I think it should be introduced, yeah, definitely. Um, I can only see it happening at, at some point, obviously. I think at the minute the cost is the, the biggest issue. But, um, yeah, when you see decisions like that, it's it's crying out for something to be done. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, from, from what I have seen from the footage as well, over and over and over and over again, um, it, clearly, I, I don't think Ferguson's arms or hands were, were in an unnatural position. The ball was being driven up um, in the trajectory, was taking it into the, you know, towards his face, and he was just putting his arms up to his face to protect himself, as any uh, human being would do. It's it, it's human instinct, so I, I don't even think it was a, a foul, to be honest. But it's one of those, <clears throat> I think I always look at these things, and you tend to know by the reaction of the players, that there weren't Put many county players screaming for that decision, and I, th- I think Dan, you must know from being on the part. I think the players' reaction sometimes tells you all. Doesn't it does, it? yeah, uh, totally. But I mean, what what gets me is what's what's a natural position. I think that's the biggest kind of debate going on at the moment. Because um, you can sit in a studio and say, "Oh well, he's like his hands are here and stuff," but when you're on a pitch, it's completely instinctive, and your hands can end up kind of anywhere. Just balance is one of the the biggest things. If you stick your hands behind your back, you're taking away probably half your half your balance. Um, so I think that's the biggest issue is what's going on pretty much worldwide with this this, this new this rule that was supposed to clear things up. It's meant to cruel, but it seems to have created more talking points. Well, that's it, and I think it's it's the, it's the phrasing, isn't it? It's the unnatural position. It's that unnatural but position. Yeah. Surely, a player sticking his hands behind his back to intentionally keep them out of the way is a more unnatural position than just having your arms at your side. Yeah, if I, that's I, the that, wording. That's yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like for me. But that's what I'm saying. It's I don't know how to simplify it or correct it because obviously they can't say right. Well, if it hits your hand, it's handball, regardless of where your hands are. I mean, that's that's going too far. I think they tried that in Spain a few years ago. Um, anything that hit a hand seemed to be given as a penalty. So I think that's going too far. But how they how they sort it out, no idea. No. 
Thankfully they didn't come to anything though No um, Superb free kick from Nell McGinn Yeah um, Bryson pulling the man off the end of the wall And that's exactly where the free kick goes That was that was very very clever wasn't it When when you see that The, the young lad uh, on the edge of the wall Was perhaps a little bit uh, naive uh, With hindsight And that's, that's something that I'm sure he'll learn from But um, again uh, A terrific free kick um, Routine from Aberdeen And you know, it was of the standard that uh, they used in the game against Hamilton Ackes, where they just uh, there was all sorts of movement off the ball. It was absolutely brilliant for that one, and then a really clever little pass into Fergie, who slammed the ball into the net. So, so clearly, clearly they've they've been working on on stuff like that, and it's it's paying dividends. Clever off the training ground moves already, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Advantages of Cormac Park. Cormac Park, and as <laughs> straight away, that's it paid for itself. <laughs> and, and, and that's uh, is that not a hundred percent record since it is hundred percent Cormac Park played two one two. I mean, I mean, look, looking at the game, re- really impressive um, by the the players to bounce back straight away. And that you know, Derek McInnes, when I spoke to him after the game, you know, he said the attitude of his men, it, it's been spot on. Ever since that heavy defeat to Celtic, it helps that we score right away and get ourselves in front for Hedges free kick. Um, but I thought we were worthy of uh, the victory, if not more, a few more goals. Andy gets a third goal for us. It puts maybe a fairer reflection on the game because I thought we were uh, guilty of missing more opportunities. But I would have took any sort of victory coming up here today to get that three wins in a row. And I think the players. Deserve so much credit. We've took a few blows. We just had to knuckle down, stay quiet, get on with the job in hand, and um, it was a good afternoon's work for us. Yeah, and Dave, manager touched on there that goal from from Andy Constein. I think one you'd have been proud of that. That certainly wasn't yeah, a defender's yeah, finish. I think the first time I've seen him swing his left foot like that in a while. Um, I've seen him do it in training a few times, so no, it was good to see see the big man produce a a cracker to. To see see out the game. Well, wasn't it great, Darren? Just to to see the the actual joy on his face I as, was, as he ran up the he pitch. He was completely buzzing. Was yeah, you can see that he's like nobody will believe this was me kind of thing. So uh, now nah, he was certainly delighted with it, and rightly so. What a finish it is! And and a, and a great celebration as well. I you know I I, I think they should have you know. The, there's a lot made about this goal of the month, goal of the season competitions. How about a celebration of the month? Because that would be right up there. It was like it was like piling in, you know. Ah, you kind of be a good piling in. Um, <laughs> have you been at the bottom of a few piling-ins? One or two, yeah. One or two. I, I think one. I think I think a couple that would spring to mind would be uh, the goal against Nipro and the goal uh, at Parkhead. I think the Parkhead was a bigger uh, piling, more just because the fact that I went down on my knees so. Instinctively, everyone's just ran and jumped on. But no, the Dnipro one was, yeah, that was someone else. I mean, it wasn't a proper pile in; it was more a jumpy around. But uh, <laughs> a jumpy around, <laughs> jump around. <laughs> but the, 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 every one of the fans was the same. I think they had a hell of a pile up in the in the stadium when you looked over. So yeah, just good memories then. Absolutely. Well, well, I think we'll touch on some of those memories yeah. a little bit later on. And I think again, I think we were speaking just before we started recording, Darren, about the in the build-up to the Considine goal, the, the the Stonewall penalty that didn't look like it was going to be given. I think Constantine's possibly bailed the ref out on that one. I think so. Yeah, I think he saved the the ref from making a. I don't think he really knew what to do. It was, when you see the footage back, it's Stonewall penalty. How it's not 
just given straight away. But as you say, uh, Andy's gone and slammed the slammed the ball in the net. So the ref just went happy days. That saves me having to make a difficult decision. And Aberdeen are delighted that they've they've scored a third, and that's the the game over. He's a, he's a, he's a great pro. Um, Conti. Um, he's just a great a great servant to the club, and uh, just one game short of that 500th now. Um, I think I've seen this on 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 Twitter, but I would certainly uh, support the, the the campaign that is growing and growing and growing to have Conti made captain for Aberdeen's next game away to St Johnston after international break. I think that's only fitting for his 500th game. Definitely, yeah. I mean. Unbelievable, 500 appearances for for one club. Um, he's, as you say, true professional. He works hard every day. I mean, I seen him coming up. He's a few years younger than me, but yeah, the the work he put in and and that, and he's continued that, and he's he puts in a steady performance, solid performance every game he's asked to play. I think absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a real sign that actually we're we've got two brilliant centre backs in. In Devlin and McKenna, who I'm sure were supposed to be the the, fir- the first choice pairing, but you you can't really see them displacing Andy at the moment, can you? No, ab- 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 absolutely. But um, no, I mean that, that that was just a a fantastic team performance. Um, a couple of fantastic goals. Um, would we call Hedges' goal fantastic or fortuitous? Uh, you could argue that he put the ball in. A brilliant area, a really dangerous it's area, just, just waiting a, for a such a, a cross. difficult ball to defend. Um, yeah. Remember, you think we went down to play Celtic, um, and actually back then it was Balder Bet. He's put in a free kick exactly the same, and uh, it's went in the far corner. And uh, our manager at the time, Neil Cooper, was. I think it was at half time. He's like that to Willie McStay, who was Celtic manager. And he goes, oh, "You just kind of defend him, Willie. You just kind of defend him, that balls." So, uh, which really <laughs> wound him up. So, <laughs> That's good. But no, um, great free kick. That's where you want to put it, right in the danger area, uh, on target. If anyone gets a touch, I think the keepers are always expecting a touch. So they're half expecting a touch, which takes them one way. And if nobody does, then yeah, it's as you say, put it in the danger area, and anything can happen. You know, I just um, part of me is thinking, why we've we got an international break now. You, you can only hope that it doesn't interrupt the the momentum because you know Aberdeen are building up a, a head of steam now, getting getting somewhere. I think that's us just about covered that game. I think we head on to the predictor next, Dave. How did we get on this weekend? Um, well, I'm still bottom of the league. That's for still that's still in relegation sure. trouble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, two two points adrift. So the 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 calls for Galloway to go hashtag Galloway Galloway out. That's that's the one you started, wasn't it's it? Gathering momentum. Um, it's gathering momentum. <laughs> what would you think, Darren? Should I go? Should I just walk away? Um, ah, it's early on in the season. Is it? There's still time to to turn it around. But yeah, you're you're getting cut off there. <laughs> My coat's on a sugarly peg. <laughs> I just. Uh, well, we'll keep it going. Speaking of that new manager bounce, <laughs> yes. Hearts, Levine's out. 5-2 at home to St Mirren. First league win at home this season. It's quite incredible for, for both Edinburgh clubs. We'll come to Hibs in a, in a moment, but it's Hearts 5, St Mirren 2. Um, nobody could possibly have predicted Hearts scoring five goals against anybody. I thought they might just have nicked a, a 1-0. 
uh, making home advantage count. Darren went for for one one, but hey, show, shows what we know. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't know if either of you heard it. Austin McPhee's post match job interview. Um, no, very, very, very definitely um, in his his post match comments with the media. Staking his claim for the job. Oh, oh, he's now saying he wants it, is he? Because he was refusing to answer the the question before. Oh, I, I think he very he he managed suddenly to, decided ma- ma- managed to bring up his uh, caretaker record last time he was in charge of the oh. club as well. Well, he came well dressed for that. So yeah, I I don't understand. Right, Anne, Anne Bodge clearly came out and said she's looking to appoint an experienced manager, and he is not an experienced manager. No, I, I would be very surprised if he gets it. So would I. I don't see it happening. But hey, you never know. Um, depends how much of a backing the players have behind them. Um, they obviously enjoyed playing there on Saturday, so that can only do his chances chances good. But yeah, as you said, I don't think it'll end up. But who who do you go for? Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm, annoyingly, Dave, we had pressed upload on the podcast last week and then Hacking <laughs> Bottom went... <laughs> Um, that, we, was it, that was it because we were clear. We, 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 we made it clear that we were saying, as we speak, Hacking Bottom is still in a job, but for how much longer? About, 20, about answer, 20 minutes. We got the answer soon after yeah. we did the podcast. The bottom fell right out of it. Yes. But I think we, we did have oh, a. Oh, I like that. I think we did have a hypothetical debate last week about if Hearts and Hibs were both looking for a manager at the same time. The obvious candidate is Jack Ross, isn't it? Yeah, he'll, for, he'll be he'll for, be for both jobs. As uh, given that he comes with no buy, I know they were speaking about Steve Robinson at Motherwell, but that's going to cost. That's kind of cost. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I I would have thought he'd be a candidate for both jobs, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure that was an influence in Hibbs um, suddenly binning um, at, a, at a really bizarre time of the week, a really bizarre time of day. You know, binning. Um, hecking bottom um, because both managers in the market probably for the same targets. So Hibbs maybe wanted to steal a wee a wee march. Well, we discussed this last week, Dave Darren. If you are a potential manager, Hibbs and Hearts both want you. Where do you go at the moment? That's a really tough question. Um... Have we got a sound effect for tumbleweeds? You should be, yeah, pretty much um, <laughs> Only a point between them in the table Hearts have probably the more proven squad But with some slightly more injury-prone players Hibs, Hibs, I always thought Heckingbottom wasn't getting the best out of them Martin Boyle on his way back yeah. Scott Allen in there who I think is a it's, it's such a tricky one You're as well tossing a coin and seeing where it lands to be honest uh, personally I would say Hibs I think there's more pressure at heart I, I think it's such a tough one I, I really but, can't make my mind up well if Dan says Hibs I'll say Hearts then well I said Hibs last week and I'm sticking with Hibs and I can't even remember what I said so <laughs> I, think you went Hearts I can't, last I can't week. even remember what I was doing an hour ago <laughs> Let alone a few days ago I'm getting old now No, um, Well let me say Hibs again No manager 4-1 win at St Johnston Tommy out by Christmas Is back on the cards Dave Yeah, I thought it was gone last week But it's back on the cards uh, Yeah and Dodge What happened Is, is there a, another Christian Dodge Out there Because uh, 
the one, let's sum up his performance at Pitaudry recently, um, the words coup, Ers and banjo um, <laughs> spring to mind with Dodge. How many, I thought, how many chances does that guy need? But he scored a hat-trick at the weekend uh, at St. Johnston for Hibs and, you know, he could easily have scored a, a goal or two more. So um, he's certainly had uh, a caretaker manager bounce hasn't he? But uh, a much better performance and, and it does raise the question again, has Tommy Wright taken St Johnson as far as he uh, can? He's been in charge for about six years or so. Um, he's done a fantastic job on a shoestring budget and he's a very good manager, but I wonder, Northern Ireland, I, I would think, I would think if Northern Ireland come coming for him, he'll be off. I would have thought so, yeah. Uh, as you say, I think he's potentially taken them as far as as you can do, six years in a job is is a long time. Um, it is maybe just needing some some fresh ideas, as you say. Working on a, a shoestring budget isn't the easiest, and I mean that would probably have his. He'd probably want more to work with, and that's probably a frustration mm. for him to to continue to deal with. But yeah, as you say, I think if Northern Ireland do come in, um, I mean who wouldn't want to manage their country. And I, I think it would be a, a popular appointment with the Northern Ireland fans and players, but um, you know we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Certainly, Tommy Wright is, uh, from what I've been hearing, is is one of the one of the uh, top tips for the job. But we'll see what happens in the coming days. On to Sunday's games. Did we do Kilmarnock and Hamilton? We didn't do Kilmarnock and Hamilton. Does anybody care about Kilmarnock and Hamilton? Well, <laughs> it was a it was a, it was a Desmond. It was a two-two. Um, I went for 2-0 Darren went for 2-1 so we both got that one wrong as well yeah, but uh, I think you'll find I was closer so. yeah <laughs> does that really make any difference <laughs> to me it does yeah um, and obviously Ross County 1 Aberdeen 3 I went for 2-0 Darren went for 4 one so at least so closer again yeah, yeah well I don't know the winning winning margin was uh no, I I was I was closer because I was only I went for a, a two goal winning margin and it was a two goal winning margin. See, and you, you were three out. I've only would got I've only got one number wrong. If uh, you look at it, who would win that one? I'm going with Darren. I'm going with Darren. <laughs> right, okay, on a Sunday then. Go on, get on with it. You never scored any European goals. Pick get on, on with pick it. on Dave Monday. Get on with it. That's a that's a standard Monday. <laughs> It is, it's, the, it's the, the highlight of my week, this. Just come into a studio and wind up Dave for an hour, it's great. <laughs> Just wind me up and watch <laughs> me go! <laughs> so, Sunday's games, Celtic 2-0 win at Motherwell, um, after we've got to say very impressive midweek mm. um, for, for both sides in, in Europe. Yeah, yeah um, fantastic. No, no, no sign of the Euro hangover. No, no massive results for, for both of them. Uh, great for Scottish football. Um but yeah, even if it is the old firm, <laughs> even if it's the old firm, you've got it. You've got to think. You've got to think. I know. I know some Aberdeen fans just say, "F the coefficient." But you know, you've got to think about the coefficient. If the coefficient, if, if Rangers and Celtic do better, the coefficient improves. If the coefficient improves, then it helps Scottish football. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's it's a bigger picture. So yeah, as much as you don't like to see them doing well. It, it helps everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't landslide victories, but 
you know, comprehensive victories. 2-0 uh, Celtic against Motherwell. I gone for 3-0. Darren went for 3-1. Uh, Rangers 2-0 at Livingston. I went for 1-0. Uh, Darren went for uh, 3-0. But uh, well, well done to the old farm. Yes, and I did enjoy Gary Holt putting Stephen Gerrard in his place. Yeah, that was... <laughs> on, a... on, on calling for protection of his players, it's the Tony Macaroni, not Madison Square Gardens. That was brilliant. Very true. That's yeah. one of the quotes of the month, that. That's fantastic. But it is. St- Stephen Gerrard, you can't deny he's doing a decent job at Rangers. There are definite improvements. He's doing a great job. Um, you can see the, the fight that they've all got for the manager, which... Uh, which is credit to him. I mean, he's came in there and, and made a big difference. So, yeah, um, everyone's right behind his vision of how he wants them to play, and it's it's gone well for him. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting who comes out on top between the two of them. He still does speak some amount of nonsense, though, doesn't he, Dave? Gerard. Yeah. Even, even, I'm thinking back to that first press conference yes. after that first game at Aberdeen. Yeah. Decisions never go for us. We've not been getting decisions for ages. Do you, do you know something? I, he's been in charge I, one game, and, he, and he's carried on from that. I, I'm sure a certain uh, former Daily Record employee who now works uh, in a prominent role with the the media at Ibrox. You all know who I mean, um, J, JT, and I don't mean Justin Timberlake. Uh, he, I think, had been feeding him stuff. You know, if if you say this in public, the fans will love you. If you if you play the you know the nobody likes us card, they'll love you. You so, know. So you're calling them a puppet. Uh I wouldn't dream of that. <laughs> you can say that if you want, but um if that's what you're saying, Darren, that's fine. That's fine. I couldn't possibly comment. Ch- change the P for an M. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait till next time you've got to interview him Dave oh, no. hey. well Aberdeen play Rangers at Pataudry in December so I'll be I'll be covering that one you'll be popular well just quickly before we move on to, to, to hear from Darren that leaves us Aberdeen third in the table um, St Mirren back to the bottom um, Hearts and Hibs climbing this week still tipping Hamilton to go down Dave yeah I I, I, I still I still think they will um, go down. That would still be my uh, my tip. Um, I, I just I can't see St Johnson going down. I really can't with the with the best will in the world. So Hamilton for me to go down. Dan, Dan what do you reckon? No arguments here. <laughs> None at all. I think yeah. Um, St Johnson have just got a bit more about them than than Hamilton. So I think it'll be a long slog for them. I mean, you you look at the, you look at the St Johnson squad and you look at the team and you think. Some really good players in there, so that's why recent results are a mystery. Yes, no, but that's football. It is anything can happen. Well, I think Darren, we t- we touched on earlier that goal in in Dnipro, which I think's got to be. I mean, the one the one at Celtic comes pretty close, but the one at, the one the one in the Ukraine's one in pretty Dnipro, special, yeah, isn't it? I mean, just what it meant um, for everyone, uh, what it led to. Yeah, definitely the the highlight. Um, it was just that. An unforgettable night, unforgettable experience, and what it led to, as I say, was just some amazing nights after it. Well, I think it took us on a, and I think for I think Dave, we've had we've had some guests on this show who were involved in the, the European runs of the eighties. Um, obviously, I, I'm too young to be around for those. No, I remember them. Um, so that 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 run in 2008, Darren, was the first for a lot of Don's fans of kind of my generation. Yeah. That was that was the first success we 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 we'd seen. 
up, was, up yeah. until then, we'd been fairly hopeless, and, to be honest. But. I mean, obviously, we were just buzzing to get through to the um, into the group, and I think everyone thought, oh, right, we'll just go and have have a laugh. I think nobody expected us to <laughs> to then get through that group, but we, yeah, we went and put in some great performances. Um, I was actually gutted because I missed all the group games with an injury, um, so I was kind of stuck watching from the side. But the guys put in epic performances to to get us through and then I remember us all sitting there waiting for the draw and yeah unbelievable to draw Bayern Munich and just as I say more unforgettable times that that 2-2 game at home against them was just I think the best atmosphere I've ever played in the, the neat pro game that neat pro game Darren as a, as a fan watching it at home on the on the telly uh, I, I thought my heart was going to pack in um, there was so much tension in the air um, and I was actually shouting at the telly when I think four minutes of injury time went up and I'm like how the bleep is there four minutes you bleeping idiot referee I couldn't believe it. I mean the tension for the players must have been oh, unbearable that was, night I mean I mean, they were hitting pot shots from everywhere I mean I think they hit the woodwork three or four times so yeah we were just Everyone was just throwing themselves on the line to try and get us over the line, and thankfully, thankfully we did. And as you say, the fans must have been <laughs> feeling it just as much as much as us. I mean, we are the guys that are out there, and we do. We put ourselves on the line. We we fight and scratch and kick and everything for for the fans. I mean, sometimes it doesn't always go our way, but yeah, when everyone's all in one, it's it's unbelievable. Of course, Jimmy Calderwood, the the man in charge back in the day. What what a character Jimmy was! Definitely, yeah. Jimmy was uh, Jimmy was great. Both Jimmys were the way they worked together was just great banter between them. They had a great relationship with with all the players, and yeah, they were a joy to a joy to work under. Did you have a few a few laughs uh, in the Jimmy Calderwood regime? One or two, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy was always up for a laugh. To be fair, he liked the boys enjoying himself. Um, Jimmy Nick was probably the one that he started quite a lot of it. He was always in and around the dressing room trying to wind up the boys and stuff. And then Jimmy Calderwood would come in every now and again. Uh, I remember the one time where we we used to do the things with the cups above the doors. Uh, people <laughs> no. would get cups of water. Yeah, yeah cups oh, of water no. put above the doors. Uh, it was a well-known thing. Um, but yeah, he was all suited and booted to go to I think he was away down to Hamden for something so he had full shirt and tie on everything and he's coming in the door cups of water falling to him absolutely dripping wet soaked uh, and everyone's like ah, oh no manager it's the manager you turn around you've got no wheeling on his hands and knees on the floor banging crying laughing <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else is like looking around going oh no what are we going to do and He's trying to get into the, the physio room, but the physio door was locked. So he's kind of like, oh, this is very funny, boys. And we're all like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And he just stormed out. <laughs> Two minutes later, we see him. He's through to the kit man. Where, Can you get this tried from me? Well, he's away down to Hamden wearing, I think it was shorts and T-shirt. <laughs> Did the ear turn a little blue? He wasn't best pleased, but he, he could have taken it worse, to be fair. As I say, he was fully suited and booted. Um but no, to be fair, I mean, he took it well. He knew it was just a laugh. Um, I think he was just gutted that he'd got caught out. Um, many people did. That 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 sounds like <laughs> that sounds like such a laugh. Um, any other outstanding uh, dressing room pranks or memories or incidents that spring to mind from your time as a 
as a player? Uh, there's lots, lots. Uh, I mean, the dressing room is a fun place to be in. One of the good ones was Kevin Rikovic. Actually, he. I don't know what he was doing. He was happy about something and he came running through and he jumped as he was going through to the physio room. Cracked his head, split, <laughs> split wide open, blood everywhere. It was just like, Kev, what are you doing? And he's like, ah, no idea. Um, <laughs> he I didn't know, know what he was what, doing. He was like, ah, why, why are you running? He's like, ah, I don't know. But he regretted it soon after when he was getting about 10 stitches in his head. <laughs> Ow. 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 Rich, I can feel the pain. Richard Barron, he had just had laser eye surgery. So obviously not allowed to get anything in his eyes. Uh, and again, it comes back to this, the water above the doors. But for some reason, we decided to take it a bit further that day. So there was a water above the doors and some of us were standing behind the door with powder in our hands. So he's conversing in the door, water, and then everyone's just went like that with the powder. Boom, straight in his face, eyes. He was not a happy kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. So it was just a lot of messing about, uh, shoes getting nailed to the ground. Um, just, <laughs> I think it was big. Yeah, it was a, it was a favourite. I think Ryan Essen once came in, was buzzing, he brand new Nike Air Maxes. And I think by the end of the day, the bubbles would have been burst by a scalpel. Somebody taking a scalpel as bubbles, so he was raging. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> Clothes getting... Clothes getting put in. Up. Ah, yeah. Um <laughs> Kev Rikovic again, he was he was bad for it. He took I think Chris Maguire's gear and uh soaked it and then put it up the flagpole on a frosty day, so it all froze. It was at the top of the flagpoles and dodgy over in the <laughs> the far corner. <laughs> Clothes hung up on the goalpost to freeze. Just just everything, just guys messing about. Um we once put wine in the, the drinks fountain in the canteen. So everyone was coming down for that, <laughs> thinking they were getting black currant juice, they were getting red wine. <laughs> People spitting red wine. <laughs> I wish I was there that day. I would have, I would have just, uh, I wouldn't have said kept, it. Kept quiet. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we were serious on the pitch and training, and then off the pitch, yeah, we we had a lot of good laughs. But even on the pitch and, and training, yeah, we could we could have a laugh as well. Um, Jimmy Nickel, some of the things he used to do, he used to have this race he used to do, um, that it was somebody had to run round the pitch, but he could drink. A glass of water, like boiling hot water. No, he used to say he could run round the pitch quicker than somebody could drink a glass of water. No chance. So he'd wind all the young boys up and they would all take the bait and he'd go and get a cup, boiling hot water. All right, there you go. And he'd just take off walking, walking <laughs> round the pitch. And the amount of guys he got with it was, was incredible. But it was funny to see he was a, he was a clever guy. <laughs> what about uh, Mark McGee? Was he game for a laugh? I think I know what the answer is going to be here. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> no, he was. I mean, um, things didn't go well for him um, when he came back as manager, which I think he probably really got about um, being who he was. But yeah, he, he was game for a laugh. I mean, we actually got him with the water as well. Um, oh, I bet he took that well. He didn't, no. That was... Why does that not surprise me? That was before I think it was a Celtic game, and I'm not sure if it was a Celtic game. We got beaten nine nil. So, but yeah. Anyway, he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't best placed. Nobody didn't. was when they got done. To be fair, it was 
especially things are not going great when it happened. Uh, so yeah, he wasn't best pleased with that one. Talking about the nine nil, what you know, what on earth did he say after that? I mean, I know he was uh, much ridiculed and derided, and people were very angry when he came out and said the now infamous. It was only three points, but I mean, what did, what did he say to the players? Not a huge amount. I think everyone was just kind of sat stunned at what had gone on. Um, as players, it was surreal to play in because everything that seemed to hit went in. I mean, you've been down to Celtic Park many times and you've played and, yeah, you, you get... You can be run over the top of and being beat 2-0, something like that, but this... Game, they just, as I say, everything they hit seemed to go in. Um, and it's strange because it's a game we probably should have been 1 0 up in. Um, I played Chris Maguire in, and he was unfortunate that the score was a good save. Uh, and then, yeah, we got put down to 10 men. They scored the, from the penalty, and then they got put down to 10 men. So we're thinking, brilliant, this evens up a little bit. But it just seemed to open up the space for the whole pitch, and it's a big pitch anyway. And yeah, they were just relentless, and Everham went in, and it was just. <laughs> I've seen one of the best own goals of my career. Uh, Josh McGuinness, I was standing right behind it. Uh, cross comes in, <laughs> he's just throwing himself at a diving header, and it goes in the top corner. And as it's going in, you've got Jamie Langfield diving for it, going no. <laughs> and then I think from the set, uh, the the corner, no, not the corner, the the centre after it. I think the walls went back to Chris McGuire and he just passed it straight to... I can't remember who he's passed it straight to, but they just ran straight through and scored again and it was just like, what is going on? And you've got all the Celtic fans screaming for 10 and yeah, we just couldn't wait to to get the game over with. But uh, he came on to the bus, the manager after it, and he walked up and we were all sitting at the back just kind of just shaking our heads in disbelief and he came up and just went, well, yeah, I've never seen that coming. <laughs> That was it. That was that's what he said on the bus. I mean, there was more said in the the changing room, but what can you say after a game like that? Um, it wasn't for a lack of effort. It was just, as I say, just everything went their way, and everything the hit went in. It was just, it was surreal. Wow, that, that's got to be one of the one of the lowest. Definitely one of the lowest. Yeah. Um, and then, to be fair, the game after that we played Inverness, and then. That went from, for personally, because that's where I uh, ruptured one of my cruciates in my knee, was that following game. And so, yeah, things were already going bad, and that just topped it off yeah. for me. Like, so. God. Unlucky Alf. That was it, yeah. <laughs> but it's the, the highs, from, from the European nights we were speaking highs about before to, lows, to, yeah. to, to, to the 9 0. Um, yeah, I mean, that's football. You get highs, you get lows. Um, it's just part of the ride. Yeah, I, I, we never really got a chance to touch on. I wouldn't speak. Was that was that was that Bayern game that that European run culminated in? I mean, how good, how good were that Bayern side? Did, could you tell on the night that you were really up against, despite the result, that you were really up against something? Yes, definitely. I mean, the, we knew straight away. I mean, the caliber of the player that the money they've got to. Well, I think I think we put something together for the for the show last year, right? And we went through that Bayern side. Over 120 major honours between them. Is that what it was? Yeah. Including just, World Cups and Champions Leagues. and It's just. When you look through the names, yeah. Scary. Um, so. But yeah, we. But definitely at home, what a game we gave them. I mean, everyone was fired up. Uh, 
as I say, the atmosphere is probably the best atmosphere I've I've ever been a part of. Um, and yeah, to go and do what we did on the night, we were actually really unlucky not to to win that. I mean, it was a it was a soft penalty given against us, and then Langers have saved it, and the guys knocked in the rebound. So yeah, I mean, we were just we were gutted not to to come away with a win. We knew going away it was going to be a different different story, um, but we prepared right and. Yeah, we hope for hope for a miracle, and it didn't come. <laughs> no, I think um, that, that 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 run certainly will live long in the memory of a lot of, yeah. a lot of I mean, Aberdeen fans. And... Justice, yeah, and I think, as I say, you, we gave the fans a a great uh, great experience. Talking about goals that you've scored, Darren, um, I must ask you about a certain goal against uh, Kilmarnock. Yeah, I thought that one. Might tell come tell up. me about that one. The the Kilmarnock goalie the belted the ball out and it hit um, you and went in. Talk just, us through just that. Just a great finish. Um, from your shoulder, wasn't it? No, back of my head. Oh, the back of your head. Uh, eyes in the back of my head. Uh, I seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was again. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. Just walking out the box, um, and then I felt a bang in the back of my head. And I thought what had happened is the keeper came out just to push me, just to get out of the way, not hit me or anything. Kind of just push me out of the way. And then the next thing, everyone's cheering. I turned around the balls in the net and that was that brilliant. And guys are coming yeah. up going, it's going in the net. I was like, yay. So <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my one of my better ones, I think. <laughs> but no, I mean I think there were some players involved in your time, kinda I'm thinking back to the European again, the Alucos, the Josh Walkers, um who who were some of the, the real top players at, at your time in the at the club? The talent uh Aluko had was was unbelievable. Um in training yeah, sometimes you just can get the ball off him. He didn't look that big physically, but strength-wise, yeah, he was. And what he could do with the ball was was great to see. Another one who's like that was um, Zero Ali. What a oh zero, yeah. What a talent! Um, some of the things you've seen him doing training was just out of this world. Um, so yeah, he, he was he was special. Ian Jess, I was really young, obviously when. But yeah, he was probably my favourite player when I was growing up at Aberdeen, and to get the chance to be involved alongside him was was unbelievable. I mean, he was he was brilliant in training and the games. Um, him and Craig Hignett when he was there, what partnership they had in training. Sometimes, yeah, it was just you couldn't get the ball off them. So just lots of lots of great players. Um, Ken McNaughton, a really good friend of mine. Yeah, he was. He didn't look like a player. <laughs> you look at Kevin, you just think, "How are you so fit and good?" But he was. He was just. Uh, he was relentless and mm. skillful, uh, quick, strong, great player. So yeah, there's been many, many players. Um, Bisconti, another good player. Better Bisconti. Wow. Never trained. Don't think I've seen him train once. But God, stick him in a game, and he was. He was different class. Um, Marcus Heikinen, another one who. Went on and and did really well. So, just yeah, lots of great players to to play with. So from that to the other side, I mean, there were there were some that I think as fans we possibly think that were not quite up to it. But were there any that came in during their time that you're willing to throw under the bus? And you thought, in training, just what, what are you doing here? It's funny you say bus. <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Subtle, subtle. I like that. Funny enough, that was one of the names that came to my mind. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, there's sometimes a club just doesn't fit 
fit player players come in and yeah everyone wants to to do the best they can but sometimes it just doesn't go go well uh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus that's that's not nice I mean <laughs> but yeah there's players that probably shouldn't have have been there I'm not naming them that's a, <laughs> I'm sitting on the fence a political answer that in it yes yes yeah. diplomacy diplomatic Darren I'm not a nasty person no very nice man <laughs> no, and just again, just kind of the, the cliched question. Some some of the guys you came up against domestically. I mean, who who, who were the ones you really didn't fancy facing? Nobody. I enjoyed playing against everyone. I, uh, I was up for the challenge of playing against anybody. Um, Bobo was physically quite a big guy. <laughs> he was. He was like a mountain, wasn't he? He was massive. Yeah. Um, I remember he fell on me one game and I was yeah, I felt broken after that. <laughs> uh, but hey, I was always a like, give as good as you get kind of thing. Um I was intimidated by no D. Um But yeah, lots of good played against lots of good players. Uh you think back over the even the friendlies we played, playing Man United, Paul Scholes and Rio Ferdinand at the back, Rooney really, so to share a pitch with Guys like this, Ibrahimovic. Remember, we played Ajax in a in a friendly over there. Um, Steve Patterson was a manager, and actually, somebody had forgot the tactics board. So, I like, oh, no tactics board. So he's got nothing to write the team up on. So he just brings a black marker out his pen and just writes it up on the wall, <laughs> the white bricked wall. He's just like that, right? <laughs> and I think he's wrote in Des Young twice, and he's like that gaffer. You've put me twice. He's like, oh, oh no, <laughs> so he's crossed out Des's name and then put whoever's name in that was meant to be playing. So, but we went and played that game. It was they beat us two one. Ibrahimovic scored two. Um, I scored one, and they brought Ibra off. And as he's walking off the pitch, he's turning around and he's like, "You're and you're." <laughs> really, <laughs> as he was walking off the pitch, yeah, I think because we started giving him a bit of rough treatment. Because they were taking the they were taking the Mickey a little bit, um, so I think the only way we kind of thought right would be physical against them, and I think they took him off just to protect him a bit. But as he's walking off, he showed his displeasure by insulting us all, which <laughs> isn't isn't like him. Absolutely, <laughs> he's quite a confident guy. But yeah, his talent, and again, what a team they had. When you look back at the names, it was like Sarah Barto, um, Ibrahimovic, Trabelsi at the back. Um, so yeah, it was just it was a Team full of talent, Wesley Schneider. I mean, so, and just finally before we finish up, and obviously you you guys did all this without the, I think the, the training facilities. What kind of difference is that? As a as a former player, I think we've spoken about it loads on the show. But as a former player, what what kind of difference would that have made if we'd have had to, to have that at a club? It's just yeah, having a dedicated. You can just go out and yeah, it's yours to call home rather than. I mean, I remember being in the youth team and we used to have to carry the goals from Pataudry over to the the um, cricket pitch beside the the links I mean and Seaton Park again you're having to pull the goals out so have a, a state of the art facility is just just incredible I've been there a couple of times myself now um, I've seen a little boy he's in actually training with Aberdeen at the moment on trial so I've had the, the fortune of seen it up close and personal and it's yeah it's it's different class like so it's it's long overdue but it's it's great that it's finally here and 
hopefully they can they can get the best out of it and it's only going to do good as you say for attracting players um the club's moving in the right direction uh and then yeah let's look forward to the new stadium as well and making the most out of the training ground can, can that help um aberdeen narrow the gap on the old firm Cormac park Definitely, yeah. I mean, it's it's a stunning facility, uh, and it's only going to get better. And as you, as I say, the when you're showing players potential signings, this is what we can offer you. It's for them. It's like, wow, this is this is brilliant. This is a club going in the right direction. I want to be a part of that that vision. So yeah, it's it's only going to do us do us good. We can't let you go down without asking about the after the dawns, the out to Phoenix, the welcome party at the airport. <laughs> It was really nice of them um, I was just a bit like What's going on here Bear in mind I just came off an 11 hour flight From London I'd obviously travelled down from Aberdeen So God, I don't know how many hours travelling altogether Two young kids and My daughter was only 9 months at the time We'd stood in customs for A couple hours To the point where the guy's like Yeah I think Kids were kicking off, screaming. They'd had enough. I'd had enough. Pretty much everything owned all possession. So we had suitcases, and I was just like, I've had enough of this. So <laughs> mentally, I'd go, I just, I just want to get to the hotel and open the door, and then there's all this. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> I kind of didn't know what to do. Um, but no, it was really nice of them. They were just... It was a new team. Um, they'd been crying out for soccer, as they call it over there, for so long. In that area, so they were just they were buzzing to to have it, and they were just they were good fans, really good fans. I mean, um, they're the club's very different now because it's changed hands a few times. It's called now. Well, we were called Phoenix Wolves. It's called Phoenix Rising now. Uh, I think that's about its fourth different name. So, <laughs> but no, they're they're moving in the right direction. Um, it was a great experience. Just uh, disappointed it didn't go. As well as I'd hoped for. Um, but I would still have to go and play abroad. I think. I mean, we we at the point you didn't really think that chance was going to come, or was it? A- um, I mean, when I left Aberdeen, uh, which obviously I was gutted about, um, I'd spoke to another couple of clubs in Scotland, but I'd, I just didn't feel right playing for another club in Scotland. Uh, I mean, Aberdeen was was my one true love, so. Um, it just didn't seem right so I always had that in my head if I went somewhere I'd want to go somewhere completely different try something completely new and that opportunity came up and yeah I grabbed it and jumped two feet straight into it and, and as I say I really enjoyed it it just uh, I picked up an injury which which was tough um, and yeah I just didn't get the chance to make the best of it Excellent well, I think that is it for another Red Review, Dave. Have you enjoyed this one? This has been brilliant. Yeah, it is, it's, it's been great. We've, it's nice to end on a on a happy note, having uh, started on me being locked in a stadium. <laughs> 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 no, well, Dan, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Guys, no, appreciate the, the invite to come on. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Well, I have been Alan Davidson, and this has been the Red Review. Not Sound One. Red Review.